Hello and welcome into the Lone Star Varsity Podcast. I'm Mike Graham, joined as always by Brian Navarrete. Uh, it's another big high-profile volleyball week, and that's going to be the emphasis of the podcast this week. And we're just going to kick right into it. Uh, we've got um, Coach Matthew Leesman from Lubbock High on the line with us. Coach, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Mike. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. You know, we just want to talk about uh, Monday's win against Estacado. You know, it, it seemed very impressive. It seemed like you had a disciplined team. Can you just tell me about your, your takeaways from your first game of the season? I was uh, having this conversation with my assistant coaches after the match last night. It just uh, it looked like we'd been practicing, which is a good thing. I think that um, some of the big takeaways is just, I, I mentioned this last night, but we're a young squad, and I think they played with a good level of confidence and some trust between each other. And we've just been stressing a lot of, you know, baby steps, taking steps. We got a lot of time before we open district play and trying to get on board and kind of be all on the same page just with the team and how the team focus needs to be compete every play, every point, and just uh, trying to go hard and max effort all the time. It looked like Mercedes Guevara um, twisted her knee or sustained some kind of knee injury and no one really knew what the issue was immediately after the game. Have, have y'all come to um, any conclusions on the scale of that injury? Well, I think uh, it's it's unfortunate. The whole situation was unfortunate. I think that that happened with, what, five points left in the match, give yes. or take. And um, I think it's – we're hoping – rumor is it's meniscus or MCL or possibly ACL. So we're we're hoping for the best – but it's. I think she's pretty. It's pretty tender this morning. She will not be traveling with us to the tournament this weekend. They're trying to get her in for an MRI as soon as possible, so we can find out the the extent of it. But hope- she's a she's a huge factor for us energy wise, and uh, I mean, and that's something we've been talking about how we're going to regroup and rebalance with this, especially if she's not on our bench and when she comes into the court and brings that energy for us, and how we're going to handle that. Well, hopefully one way or another she makes the, the trip to the Mansfield tournament. You know, that looks like a, a, a great opportunity for your team. Do you know about your draw in, in uh, some of the teams you'll face when you get to Mansfield? Yes, Mansfield is a it's a pretty – it's a real competitive tournament for us. There's um, nobody from our districts in that tournament, but there's a lot of people from the North District that we'd possibly see in playoffs. But you have your, your tough El Paso teams like Franklin – uh, Wichita Falls Rider, Canyons there, um, but just and obviously all the Mansfield teams playing it. Uh, our draw Thursday, I think we open with Burleson Centennial, and we're in pool with with Arlington and Eastwood, I think. Right, and, and I mean a lot of Metroplex teams there, and and yes, sir. You know, regardless of of how far you go, your your players are going to get exposed to some Metroplex players that really can play volleyball full time with the access to the clubs and stuff. Um, yes, sir. You know, I mean, do you, do you think your girls are going to benefit just from that experience, just playing that talent level? Um, you know, people that that are probably just a little sharper at this stage in the season than your girls, just because they can play all summer, all fall, all spring, and all winter. I think so. I we this is our third year going to the tournament, and it's always been. I mean, I wouldn't say that we've done the best that we possibly could at the tournament since it happens. It's the first weekend. Uh, and like you mentioned, everybody else is kind of at a different place, and we're a little bit – we're trying to fix that on our end. But 
I think competing with high-level teams earlier on only benefits us when we get to district at the tail end of our schedule. And I think competing with some of these squads that are running a lot more advanced offenses and they're they're a lot they're really really sound on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, it's strong competition and we got to have our game. And really what we're looking at is just trying to not lose sight of who we are and where we're at and trying to stay focused and you know, stay the course, learn from our experience, and get better. And if we have success there, that's even better. Understood, Coach. This is Brian now. And I was wondering, is there any other opponents that kind of stand out on your non-district schedule? Well, next week we uh, we open with Shallow Water tonight. They're always tough. Perennial playoff squad. Went to state a few years ago. Uh, next week, Monday, we got Plainview. Midland High will be tough on Tuesday. And then we go to Granbury, back towards that direction, play some other Metroplex squads. Uh, Midland Lee we have, we host here also. Leveland, you know, they're coming off, what, semifinal ball last year. So those are some of our top-tier, I think, non-district opponents. Monahans is also in that mix. We traveled to them this year. Understood. Kind of heading into it, uh, what are your thoughts on District uh, 4-5A and, you know, with Cooper having the new coach over there and the other Lubbock schools returning some talent? I think uh, I think there's a lot of parity this season. I think a lot of teams graduated some people. Uh, Lubbock Cooper obviously got back a, a great core of kids that are seniors this year. Carly will step in and have them going. She's a great coach. Uh, likewise, I think, I mean, Lakeview changed – over the course of last season, I expect them to be strong. Abilene Cooper was real young last year. I expect them to be stronger in battling. Monterey, Kelly's done a great job over there with that program, and they're going to be in the hunt, and obviously Coronado's Coronado. So uh, I think everything's right in, in line for a good battle through district play. Coach Leesman, we really appreciate your time. Thank you very much for speaking with us, and have a safe trip, and great luck in Mansfield. Hey, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. Lubbock High is not the only team that looks pretty good out there, Brian. Um, I know that you've been working with Friendship a lot lately. Just tell me what you're seeing from the Lady Tigers so far. Yeah, they opened up against Dumas uh, today, um, which is Tuesday morning, and it was a really good game. You know, uh, there was it was back and forth for a bit, and they tied it up a bit there in the first two sets. But in that third, you really saw a young Tiger team step up and answer some adversity and start to gel there at the end. Uh, some players that really stood out to me was uh, their libero, Courtney uh, Boring, and um, one of their hitters, uh, Addie Lashore, who's a sister of an older player. There was a standout there at Friendship, too, who went and played, I believe, just one year at ACU. But still, she had a pretty strong arm, and it was pretty impressive. You know, like Lubbock High, uh, Friendship is usually pretty disciplined um, when, when they play. Did you, did you see a, a team that was making – I mean, I guess every team right now is – making some mistakes but did friendship look pretty clean in that game I, when they started off not too clean but then again like you said in these early games that's what you kind of see from these teams they're they're dusting off you know and they're getting rid of those nerves you know to say and uh yeah like i said in that third set as soon as they shook it off in those first two because like i said they saw a lot of adversity it was tied up more than 10 times in the first set you know every time somebody would get ahead somebody would come back And sometimes you can get down from having to do that so many times, but instead you saw a team that stuck with it and then started to gel there in that third set, and they went on a long run to stay ahead of Dumas and just complete the sweep, 3-0 sweep. How about just the atmosphere at the high school? Obviously, 
it's an early day game. Uh, a lot of people are working. Um, the football team, you know, they, they support that volleyball team. They're out working in, in, um, in I guess, still they're, they're in summer conditioning camp. But friendship, you know, is one of the best at bringing people out to its volleyball game. So what did you see from the crowd? Uh, wasn't your normal size group, you know, and that could be attributed to, you know, it just being an early game. And like you said, with the football practices and everything that's going on. But I imagine uh, we're going to see more people start to come as the season picks up more. Uh, I did see a lot of coaches uh, from other programs showing their support there. You know, that's always something that friendship has been known for, just seeing that support across the board. But you still had people waking up at 10 a.m., you know, to come and watch that game, as well as uh, I think just people from around Lubbock were there, you know, not necessarily from friendship, but coming out to watch some volleyball. Yeah, volleyball's alive and well in the South Plains. Still very early, so we haven't seen all these teams even compete in competitions yet. But just quickly around the horn, Trinity Christian, uh, one, one of our highest-rated teams in, in, in our um, preseason poll. Um, they lose to Amarillo and, and Tescosa, but they did win a set against Tescosa, which is a 6A public school, the defending 4A TAPS champions. They, they showed some positive signs against schools that are probably exponentially bigger than them. Yeah, and if you look at the scores, they weren't that far back from rallying. You know, in that first game with um, – the with sorry Amarillo I believe it was 25-20 25-22 25-22 you're looking at three points you know five point difference right there that can come if you just manage that rally you know T Trinity Christian might have been on the winning side of some of these but unfortunately they didn't and I think that's why coach Neal kind of uh, schedules these games against tough opponents because you see these tough opponents early on and like you were saying um, you know with uh Coach uh, Leesman, you see these opponents early on, it just gets you that higher caliber somewhere down the line. Yeah, no doubt. Um, when, you look at, when you look at TC, I mean, they, it, they just look like they belong with, uh, among the large schools in, in uh, West Texas just with their scheduling. I mean, it looks like every large West Texas school that they could find is on the schedule to gear up for their uh, 4A title defense and taps. And, you know, Monterey also lost to um, Amarillo and Tescosa in that dual match. Yeah, and Monterey is a team I think oh, they're going to be playing these games too, these tough games early on to get better for district. Last year in district, they kind of uh, surprised some teams on certain nights, and they bring back one of their better hitters in Bree Gamueta. And uh, I think these games are going to be important for them, too, and dusting it all off and just getting back into form. Like we keep saying, these early games, it's good to win them, but it's also good to get a learning lesson in a sense. That's pretty much going to do it for us. A lot of the volleyball teams are, are still getting started with their competitive schedules, although they all have scrimmaged. Um, we're really looking forward to next week when, when we just know – you know, that much more about these programs. Just a couple of notes. Our volleyball preview came out in Sunday's Avalanche Journal, and our football preview, the Lone Star Varsity football preview, will be coming out on August 20th, so get ready for that. Also, um, football programs in, in the 4A, 3A, 2A, and 1A um, classifications have started their fall camps, as well as uh, 6As and 5As that didn't go through spring ball, and everyone will be practicing next week, so we'll have a lot more football on that show as well. So the show should be getting a little bit longer. You ready for that? I am ready. In fact, I was so ready for football to start up that I was out at Abilene's – or not Abilene. Sorry, still got Abilene online. But, no, I was out at um, – out in Abernathy 
rather, uh, at their two-day practice this morning, or their morning practice this morning, and uh, man, the atmosphere is just crazy right now. Everybody's excited. Uh, the pads aren't on quite yet, but these kids are just ready to go. You know, there was a lot of excitement in the air. Yeah, you're running gashers, and you're doing up and downs and everything, but you're doing it with a smile, just knowing that the season's here. Yeah, I think everyone on the South Plains is really excited about what's about to happen. It could be a really special year, both in football and volleyball, and that's going to do it for us. Please be sure to log on to LoneStarVarsity.com to, to check out our content um, and be sure to subscribe to the Avalanche Journal's podcast on your iOS device or on iTunes. Thank you very much for listening in. We'll talk to you again soon.